0: decided because I'm like starting to like second guess when I start to say it, like, welcome to episode blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to say it anymore. Just like welcome to whatever episode this is. And thank you for being here. Before I start today's episode, it was really thoughtfully brought to my attention that language that I used in a previous episode that has since been pulled was really offensive. And I want to apologize to those that heard that and were really hurt by it. I think as somebody dedicated to being mindful of everyone in the communities that I serve, I want all of my my listeners, my patrons, I mean, my friends, the people that I love, to know that having this issue brought to my attention caused me to reflect on just how much, uh, language can have an impact, even though, you know, that is something that I know and it doesn't matter if it was intentional or not. Like the fact of the matter is, is that I hurt some people and I just want to give all of y'all my word that I will continue doing the work in in my community and being accountable and more careful in the language that I use, you know, and not just in this podcast, you know, that's the thing is speaking in general and speaking to my community at large. I really appreciate y'all for showing me grace and continuing to pull up a seat with me every week. So... With that, let's get in to some of these questions that I have from y'all today. Alyssa from North Carolina says, Hi, Ava. I'm hosting a work brunch and I need to bring something that keeps at room temperature, but I also need it to be vegetarian. What would you suggest? And like immediately I was like, meats and cheeses. And then I was like, meat's not vegetarian. Uh, but what about cheeses? I think like, especially in Western culture, we do this thing of like hyper focusing on like breakfasty foods, right? Like eggs and French toast. And I would think outside of the box a little bit. And I mean, without including the meats portion, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, really though, I mean, I don't know how long your brunch thing is, but something like fresh fruit and cheese and dried nuts and dried fruit and things like that. I mean, you could even do like some crudité with some like store-bought dip, you know what I'm saying? Or like hummus and crackers, you know, it's like doing a cheese board, of sorts like snacky stuff. Um, I think that that would be really cool. I also am, I was like, Oh, um, it made me think about pancake pajama party in my house and like how, you know, I make pancakes and then I have like little muffin liners with like bullshit that I put in them. Right. So like nuts and chocolate chips and sprinkles and, and that sort of thing. And so obviously I'm going to assume that your work brunch is not for a one-year-old and a five-year-old and yourself. So you can elevate that a little bit. And then I like got to thinking that that's actually a thing, right? Like I have seen, I've never put one together in that nature, but that, you know, like pan- pancake boards are a thing right now. And maybe the folks in your office might think that that was actually kind of cool quiche or like Estrada or something like that. I would probably stay away from eggs in general. I'm not trying to eat cold eggs. Stick with cheese. <laughs> Everybody loves cheese for the most part. Okay. This did not have a name included, but hey, my family is tired of corn on the cob already, but I find myself buying corn every week. What's your favorite way to use it? So I actually do not love corn on the cob. I do not like biting into corn on the cob. Like, I mean, generally speaking, if I make it or I mean, I I haven't, I, I haven't this season because it's not my favorite. But when I did... I was always the person that was like cutting their corn off right at the table. I don't know, man. Like that is just not that whole like teeth situation. Like that sense that is not my jam. I do not love that. So I'm not making corn on the cob. So I feel you. And let's give you some ideas. So in a, in some previous episodes, pretty early on, I talk about this which is basically like a um, an elote that's off of the cob. Right. So there's like a little bit of Mexican crema and some lime juice and you could do like parm and tahini, or even just like a little bit of like chipotle or chili powder. Um Sometimes, you know, some folks put in a little bit of mayo. Um, I usually add quite a bit of lime and like cilantro and jalapeno and almost make kind of like a corn salad slash corn salsa type situation. Um, I do love that in the summer and something else that I really love is even in the summertime, I will always be a soup stand. I love soup and I know that I could potentially get roasted for this and it's been like so damn hot here in Denver and so I'm even kind of like oh my god would I eat that right now and the answer is yes I still probably would but I I don't know gazpacho is not my shit but I do like I love a corn chowder and so I think that that's a really good place to start um Chef Melissa King did this soup with, like, a whole situation where she made, like, a corn broth, and, like, I have made that before. In fact, as I am saying this, and no promises, and I'm not going to ask the producer to edit this out, so forgive me if I'm, like, kind of rambling. I'm going to do my best to see if I can find that recipe and include it in the show notes. But if I don't, you should absolutely Google Chef Melissa King corn soup because it is fire and maybe it might be like semi-fussy to some people, um, but I don't think that it is. I think that it is real good and also the stock freezes really well and also, I don't know, part of me was like, you could freeze it, but like, I don't know, you could also just buy frozen corn. So like, maybe we're not going to go through all of those lengths I also really like, uh, like corn fritters and like a shallow fry. Uh, I recently made arepas with fresh corn and those are really good. And I hope, I hope that you find some inspiration with that. Seriously, find that soup and make that soup. And then when your family is like, why are you serving us soup in the summertime? Tell them that it's my fault. Just blame it on me. <laughs> That's what I would do. Melanie from San Diego writes, dear Ava, I followed you since your nutrition coach days, which if I may interject here, if you have been around that long, that was like years and years ago. And if you have been around <laughs> that long, just God bless you. Okay. And like, also hashtag cringe, hashtag, please don't remind me. And like, also hashtag, um, your girl has lived a thousand lives. Okay. And so as much as part of me wants to like, just have that fucking redacted from my life sometimes or like put in a sealed envelope i realized that i wouldn't be here without those days and so like this is an opportunity for me to feel less shame and more acceptance around that time in my life but anyways like i said if you have been around that long melanie you are an unsung hero because you have watched me go through and do some shit. So anyways, back to your question. I have seen you transform and become very real about your life and honest about the things that come your way. I'm wondering what changed in order for you to get yourself there and want to share as much as you do. Here's the deal. After I read this, before I record any episode and I just kind of like sit with it and get my life together and some sort of like semblance of a actual response so that I'm not rambling and mambling on. Okay. And then also you should know that I have been super emotional the last couple of days. And so I kind of read this question and was like hesitant on on whether or not I should or was even going to be able to answer this question in a way that made sense and that was not rambling and also in a way that like was not going to make me cry. So let's just, that's where I'm at right now. What changed in order for you to get yourself there and want to share as much as you do? I think lots of things. Changed. I think, you know, if we're speaking to the time in my life where I was a nutrition coach, the time after I had Scarlett and those first couple of months of like experiencing being a mom and life postpartum and I don't know, I mean, like having a baby girl like did something to me as I really believe it does to everyone that's a parent, specifically a mom or in that role, like cracked me the fuck open. And I think in those days, I was really wrestling with who the fuck I was and The easiest thing for me to do back then was find control somewhere, somewhere in my life, because the reality is, is like when you are a new parent, especially for the first time, you don't have a lot of control, right? Like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. My partner didn't know what the fuck he was doing, uh, we didn't know what we were doing to each other. I felt really abandoned and alone most of the time. And so the easiest thing for me to do was to find something to control. And and back then that was um, to make it about like my weight and how I showed up physically. And I think that that was really the first time that I started getting really honest with myself. And looking back on that time, I, I mean, I wasn't getting honest with myself, right? Like I was, uh, essentially deflecting and just finding things that I could control and like living under this guise of like, look how vulnerable I'm being. I'm like sharing my life story with you and like some issues that I've had with addiction and don't get me wrong. You know, like that was sort of like my first go around with vulnerability and and being honest. And I, it's important for all of us to understand, including myself, that like that was me showing up vulnerably to that version of myself back then, you know? I mean, I was, like I candidly spoke about my addictions um, and and what that looked like and some of my self-worth stuff. And I also think that you know, just becoming a person that had to care for another person and what I hoped that she would see, uh, from me specifically as her mother, you know, like I wanted to be more of that person out loud. And also, you know, I'm like, everybody knows that we do this thing with social media specifically of like this scroll and numb and scroll and numb. And like, we look at these people in these places and, and are like, do this comparing thing and, you know, they have it so good and blah, blah, blah. And why don't I have that? Or why don't, you know, and I also wanted to begin to remove myself from that and just show up in a more honest way. And so here I am today and like I have since completely denounced diet culture like we're doing a hard 180. Um and I think that that was I know that you know becoming a mother was sort of the catalyst and being in that space of trying to understand you know what that looked like to me and what being a mother looked like and I am grateful that I went through that because again, as, uh, maybe some shame that I feel around it, or, you know, the fact that I think that it's cringeworthy and because I do not feel that way anymore whatsoever, I wouldn't feel the way that I do today. And I wouldn't have learned the things that I learn about, like, I mean, so much stuff, which we'll just save for another day. But I think I wanted to be what I was hoping to see more of. And that was folks being authentic and, you know, motherhood was sort of a lead-in to that because I started being like, for the record, this shit is so fucking hard, (laughs) you know? I mean, like, that's also where a lot of my like perfectionist shit really started getting like brought to the surface. And like, I really started examining that, you know, I, I don't think that I had ever really considered myself to be a perfectionist before. And I started examining a lot of that. And I think for the most part, you, this is also how I process things, right? So sharing and whatnot is much like, the way that I write and I think that that's how I understand myself and what I'm going through and it's not always easy and of course I don't share every single thing I know that I share a lot and and the other side of that is that I understand like the implications of that and I also understand that there are some people that are like yo, the fuck <laughs> you are sharing so much of your business. You know what I mean? And like, I don't know, I guess I am committed. It's, it's like a way for me to process and understand myself and my situation better. And it's also like an opportunity to like humanize myself because I sometimes, I oftentimes, if we're being vulnerable with one another, You know, like I, for somebody that, uh, is like a big believer in not being unkind to themselves and like, you know, resting and, and, you know, taking time for yourself and boundaries. And uh, that is something that I wrestle with daily still, you know what I mean? And so making sure that I am not painting this picture of this life that I'm not authentically living is also like a way for me to keep my own shit in check, you know, and being like, yo, like you have bad days, you have bad, a couple of days, you know, like you cry and like rage and you have like self doubt sometimes. And you don't always love, you know, like the, the mom that you are or the person that you are, or like, you don't love the way that you look. I think that that is a way for me to be able to say like, yo, you are just like a human and understand that and know that. And I guess my hope is that whether you're listening to this podcast or if you are on my Instagram or if you're in my Facebook group, which is about food and storytelling, feed me a story that you can go like, fuck, she gets it, you know, or like, I don't ever want to be like a, just another one of these people in this space of like, she clearly has it all figured out because I don't, you know? And that is something that I struggle with every day is like not always having the answer and not always saying the right thing, you know? And, um, not having enough boundaries with other people and not like taking care of myself all the time, the way that I need to, I don't know if that is enough of an answer. You know, I think this very long winded answer was like, I think motherhood was the catalyst, you know? And I just, I think I want to raise like authentic people. I think I want, people that find community in me and in my spaces to say like, you know, like that's the like her, like who you see, who you hear, who you, you know, people with, like that's who the fuck she is, you know, and definitely like that's, I mean, that's like the version of her. That's it. And that's important to me. So I hope that that answered your question in a meaningful way. And also I was talking with somebody about this very thing through my work account, through the bakery's account, who is actually another maker here in Denver. And I won't disclose their name, but you know, I remember them reaching out and being like, the way that you show up is just like so honest and I want to show up like that, you know, like, and I think I don't always have the answer and also understand that like we all are going to do like what feels best to us and what feels safe. And I don't know. I think that being ultra vulnerable generally feels less safe than keeping it all in. But also for me, that's just not the case. And I feel better when I feel like I am like just kind of being raw and trust me when I tell you that I get hurt often because of it, but I, I wouldn't change it. And I don't think that I will ever withhold um, or, I don't know, be any other version than this because it's been healing for me. So with that, Again, I am wildly grateful for this community and just having the opportunity to sit down with y'all every week and pull up a chair. and I hope that I hope that I will see you next week. See ya.